In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, before I begin my sermon, I want to, so that you know what's happening, today there is a second collection for our seminarians, and we ask you to be generous, not only because one of those seminarians so happens to be one of our own, Ghassan, but because that they are your future priests. And so we ask that you be generous when the tray is passed to help in their education. In today's gospel reading, we heard those words from our Lord. And just as you want men to do to you, do also to them. They're beautiful words. A sentence often quoted in secular society a phrase that we say to each other, perhaps even to our children to remind them to be kind to others because if you're kind to others, they might be kind to you. But that was not the context in which our Lord said, do unto others as you would wish they would do unto you. In fact, this comes from our Lord's Beatitudes. And it comes not long after he starts warning us about many things. And I won't read those woes because of the lack of time. But our Lord just gets done finishing, reminding every one of us that we stand in jeopardy of the great judgment seat. And then he turns to the people and to us, and he says, but I say to you who hear, it's an interesting expression. Our Lord knows that the words from his mouth may land in people's ears, but they're not listening. And when our Lord says, but I say to you who hear, he means that you understand the words that he is saying, that you take them into your ears, but into your brain, and most importantly, into your heart. Because listen to what our Lord speaks about in today's gospel. Because it is not only about the intellect, but rather it is about our heart, about who and what we really are and most importantly, how we treat one another. He says to you, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Very strange word in this world, since in this world we drop bombs on our enemies. We shoot them, we kill them, we stab them. We destroy their reputations and we cast them out. Most of our families left those countries to come to North America to find a land where we would have peace and tranquility and where our children could grow up without fear of persecution because of their religion or because of their ethnic identity or because of their family name. 
And our Lord warns us in this gospel that it matters not where we come from. It matters not if we are a Syrian or a Lebanese. For some reason, I'm hearing again these old wars from the old country. Lebanese or Syrian or Egyptian or Palestinian or Canadian or American or whatever we might be by accident has nothing to do with us as a family and has nothing to do with us as children of the living God. How much more you and I are called to love one another. If Christ says, love even your enemies, how much more you and I who have been adopted as brothers and sisters of Christ, therefore making us brothers and sisters, how much more we should love one another. As a pastor, it breaks my heart to see sisters fighting with one another, brothers fighting with one another, brothers and sisters not even speaking and yet still calling themselves children of the living God. Let us listen to our Lord's words today because he calls us to be one family, whether we are Canadian or American or Syrian or Lebanese or Egyptian or Palestinian. There is no division in Christ. We are one family when we enter this temple and when we leave this temple. Let's listen to our Lord's words. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. Complete opposite of what this world teaches us. And our Lord teaches us this not only because it might help us get along in society, or it might help us to not get in a fight, or it might save us a lot of grief, but rather that this is what God himself does for us. Despite at times our hatred for God, or even worse, our indifference towards God, he still loves us. Despite our taking his name in vain, he still showers us with his care and his mercy and his love. Jesus said in the scripture, I desire not sacrifice, but mercy. Our Lord was speaking about the heart, about our emotions, about how we really feel for one another, how we treat one another, not about what the other can do for me, not about what I get out of you, but rather that my heart is soft in its love towards you, that despite what you do, I still love you, that despite whether or not you are faithful or not, I still care for you as a brother or sister, that no matter whether you take care of me or you make my life miserable, I am still called to love you because God loves me despite who I am. 
And it's why our Lord says, love even your enemies, because God loves our enemies, and they are his children alike. And we are called to be one household in God, one family, not, dis not divided, but united. When we partake of that chalice, we partake alike of the very body and blood of Christ, rich or poor, Syrian or Lebanese, American or Canadian, nice or not so nice. And God offers himself and his salvation to every one of us. And he goes on to say, to him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Many of us, if we took that to heart, might not have divided families. Give to everyone who asks from you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask to take them back. And here's our Lord's words, and as just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them. And he goes on to say, but if you love those who love you, what credit is that? God loves us even when we don't love him. For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners say, do the same. Our Lord is reminding us that even the least of the world can love those who love them. And even the least of the world can give money to those who will give it back. But we are called to be sons and daughters of the living God. We are called to be kind and compassionate and loving and caring even for those who hate us. And he goes on to say, and if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that for you? For even sinners lend to receive back from sinners. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. If we give expecting nothing, everything we receive is a great gift. I reminded our couple who got married yesterday that they are, as we spoke in our pre-marriage sessions, forget about what you want, forget about your desires, but think only of the other and expect nothing. And everything you receive will be a great gift for which you will be grateful. It is what God calls us to do in this gospel. Set aside our likes, our wants, and our desires and simply love the other. Because it's in the other that we find purpose, we find meaning, we find joy, and we find life but most importantly, it's in the other that we find salvation. None of us will be saved by ourselves. We will rise or fall as a community. We will not be saved by ourselves, including your priest. We will be saved together as a household of God. And so it calls us to love and uplift one another. But our Lord goes on to say, 
and you will be hoping for nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. It is what is in our hearts. It is our emotions. It is how we feel for one another that matters whether we are saved or not. As an American, I hear all the time, and I hate this expression, but I hear it all the time. It's the bottom line. All that matters is the bottom line. When it comes for you and I before the great judgment seat, Christ will not care about the bottom line. He will care about how we have loved each other, how we have treated each other, those who do good to us and those who do evil to us. He will care how we treat one another, whether we like their ethnic background or not, whether we like the nation of their origin or not, whether they are rich or poor, whether they are powerful or weak. He will judge us on how we treat each other from our hearts. And our Lord is very specific, and he says this to us. Therefore, be merciful just as your Father is also merciful. And I'll end with, judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. This is what Christ expects of us as his sons and daughters. We are a church community not because of this beautiful building. and We thank God for it. And we thank our forefathers and foremothers who built this temple for us. But it's not the stone that makes us a community. It is the love we have for each other and for Christ that make us a people of God. May our hearts be softened toward one another. May they be softened to those whom we even hate so that we may find entrance into the kingdom of heaven. May God bless you and open our hearts and minds. Amen.